Hello and welcome to the Digital Lighthouse. I'm Zoe Cunningham. On the Digital Lighthouse, we get inspiration from tech leaders to help us to shine a light through turbulent times. We believe that if you have a lighthouse, you can harness the power of the storm. Hello and welcome to the Digital Lighthouse. I'm Zoe Cunningham. On the Digital Lighthouse, we get inspiration from tech leaders to help us to shine a light through turbulent times so that we can learn, act and change as a result for the benefit of our businesses. We believe that if you have a lighthouse, you can harness the power of the storm. Today, I am super excited to welcome Christian Merritt, who is the Director of Digital Transformation at David Lloyd Leisure. Hi, Christian, and welcome to the Digital Lighthouse. Hi, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me along. And what, what an introduction. Turbulent times, indeed. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Can I ask you to start by telling us a bit about your current role and your business? So, as you said, the Director of Digital Transformation at David Lloyd Leisure. I've been at David Lloyd for coming up to six years now, which is, is actually the longest I've ever been anywhere. So that, that should tell you some stories about how fantastic the role is and, and, and really how much fun it is to be part of a health and fitness company and, and a product that, that's easy to get passionate about. My role has evolved, it's evolved a lot actually in those six years. I started in IT as a digital program manager when digital was firmly placed as part of technology and, and, and the IT department. Probably over the last three years and more rapidly in the last 18 months, we've really embraced the ideas behind digital transformation. So about 18 months ago, we lifted digital out of IT and, and made it a department in its own right. That is much more commercial, perhaps, than, than it was when it was firmly in IT and is also product-led, product-driven. So my role evolved in line with much of the, the world, really to look at digital as a commercial opportunity and as, a, and as a, a product, as opposed to just an enabler of the rest of the business. Never more so than in the last 10 or 12 weeks. I'm meeting people on the golf courses recently who are, who are sort of just looking at me saying, so, so are you furloughed or have you, have you had some time off? And I'm like, no, 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 you clearly, <laughs> you clearly have missed the point of, uh, of, of what we can do with digital when everything is closed. Right, exactly. It's relevant now more than ever. So a lot of people will know of David Lloyd Leisure Clubs or be members, but for those who don't, could you explain a bit more about David Lloyd? Okay, so people older than us, Zoe, I probably want to say, will think of David Lloyd as a, as a tennis player. He was a famous tennis player and his brother even more famous. Uh, his brother was John Lloyd. After his tennis career, David Lloyd started health clubs in the UK and over the last 25, 30 years that's grown into Europe's biggest health club chain and we see ourselves, the thing we say first probably when describing David Lloyd is we're not a gym, we emphasise we are a health club and we are a breadth of offering and we're a family product before we are a gym. Lots of people would refer to us as a gym and you know in keyword searches gym is something really important to us but as a brand, we're a big space. We're a premium operator in the space and we're, we have big clubs which have outdoor swimming pools, outdoor tennis courts, indoor tennis courts. We, we own, I think, more than half of the UK's indoor tennis courts. We have, I think it's 100 now, clubs in the UK and anywhere between 23 and 30-something clubs in Europe, depending on which day you ask because we're, we're always on, on the growth curve and, we're, and we've been purchasing clubs just before lockdown we purchased another group in, in Germany called Meridian. 
So David Lloyd to some people is a gym, to many people it's a tennis club, to us it's a breadth of offering across health and fitness and well-being. Fantastic, but centred traditionally around clubs, physical clubs. Exactly that. Our offering is is and always will be a community, community place where you can belong, and, and a lot of our strategy is around creating those communities and, and a sense of belonging for our members. Okay, so my first question, which might sound rather obvious, I think, given what's happening right now, but how are times turbulent for David Lloyd right now? Well, I mean, obviously, as you say, I think it was Friday, March the 20th, and the, the date will stick in my mind. Friday, March the 20th in the evening, Boris was on TV and announced further lockdown measures and for, and further anti-coronavirus plans. And that included on Friday evening, the closure of all pubs and restaurants and gym facilities. So that evening, essentially, our business closed by, by order of the government. And we had to make some fast decisions there and then. But obviously, we had had, I say obviously, we had had two weeks, let's say, of very strong planning and maybe a little bit more but not many weeks ahead of that for for how we would respond. The key disruption really to us was when our clubs are closed, our business is, as you said, all about the physical location and the physical attendance of those clubs. So our income line disappeared overnight. We made the decision very quickly to freeze all of our members' memberships so that we weren't taking money for a product that we couldn't offer and worked very quickly and very hard on a plan to maintain our relationship with our members because we don't really have customers, right? We have members. And if you're a member of David Lloyd, the club is your club. It's less of a consumer relationship and more sort of a team relationship. Right. It's more of an ongoing relationship. It's not like they turn up and buy a thing and go away and maybe they'll come back later. Yeah. Well, it's a subscription business, right? So we have 620,000, again, it's difficult, but it's circa 620,000 members who pay generally on a monthly direct debit run for their membership and they are joining on the whole a new joiner joins on a 12-month contract and you know we keep our members ideally for many many years and and as I say the business is largely around families a lot of our business is based on the family offering so we have large families who spend a lot of their time in the club and you know they get to know they get to know other families It's, it's part of their life so the physical location is is key when we don't offer the physical location it was obvious. And, and you know, all the, all operators across the world really took the same position after a, a while of, well, we can't be charging fees for a product that doesn't that, that our members can't access. So, I mean, look, existential crisis was a word that I heard quite a lot in that period, not internally, but in quite a lot of press and the industry press. So, yeah, we had a we had a maybe two weeks of planning for such a crisis. But when you've got an income line that disappears. And a cost line that is not so easy to manage when you've got, I mean, obviously the government furlough scheme has been an absolute lifesaver and there's negotiation on things like rent. But, you know, we've still got a cost line and we've got no income line so that therein lies the turbulence. Right. Eventually there's going to be a problem, even if it's only a small difference, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Okay. fantastic. Thank you so much. So. What would you say has been kind of the biggest learning for you? To kind of, I want to come on to kind of what are you doing in digital space and, sure. and how are you changing? But what would you say you've, you've kind of learned from being put in this position? I mean, look, I, I probably, there's probably an IT answer to that question, which is 
is less interesting really than the, di the digital conversation. But, but I'd say across the business, one of the biggest learnings that, that everyone's had is the ability to work <laughs> remotely and to work as a team without having head office and a physical location. That, 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 that has been huge for maybe not so much for, for me and for my team because we've been doing it, you know, in fact, we've been doing it with your development teams for, well, for five plus years, maybe even longer. But, but one of the biggest learnings I'd say at an exec level, senior management level, is the freedom and the balance that, that the people have got in their lives. I mean, not, notwithstanding the fact that the business is going to be a lot of pain, that's been a huge lesson. People have got some work-life balance that they didn't previously had and people are working differently. I think that that has been super interesting. Beyond that, we personally, for probably for the first time in my career, I was able for a short period of time to be a pure a purist around lean startup ideas and continuous delivery and sort of testing a lot of the theory books where I think probably you have to be a startup to do that in, in reality. And it, all my career has been in PLCs and, and in, in, in big, big companies where you try to create a startup mentality, but in reality, you're, you're always part of a much bigger picture. On, on, on March the 20th, we needed to create a startup and we did operate like that for a, a few weeks. And, and you know, it was, it was, that was fantastic, but it was, it was incredibly challenging from a effort and hours and energy point of view. But looking back and actually even during, during that period, it was clear to those that were involved that it was a pretty special opportunity to put the theory to test and, and to try and build something and to try and test something very quickly. Awesome. So let's get on to what are you building and what is working and, and what, what are you changing, essentially? Well, I mean, first of all, even the answer to that has changed dramatically every, certainly every week and at times every day. So we have tried to catalogue the timeline, but the, over that period, our focus has changed significantly as the government has released more information and, and actually as we've, as we've tested and learned the things that we wanted to try try early on. On March the 20th, strategically, we were crystal clear that our number one goal was to maintain a relationship with our members. And it was also pretty clear that that could only be through digital and that we didn't have the product that would do that available. So I think we, you know, we, I can remember maybe two weeks in advance of the lockdown sitting in a room and discussing Peloton and discussing things that we really, you know, we've always known about, but we've always considered to be not a direct competitor and, and in fact, a, a very different marketplace and a different product. Um, but I remember sort of throwing out the, guys, what is a MVP Peloton and should we be, should we be doing it? This was before we really thought our clubs would, would physically close. This was kind of with the idea of, well, maybe some people might be uncomfortable in this current environment coming. Should we have a complementary product? Unfortunately, and fortunately, we started to experiment with that with about, with about 10 day lead time before, before March the 20th. So we had started to buy some iPhones and you know, we were looking at influencers and people that the new way of creating content, trying to work out, do you need £10,000 worth of equipment to be a broadcaster or can you do it using sort of bootleg product so we started to test it and, and, and I, I remember roaming around one of our studios with a poor group exercise instructor who had no idea what, really what I was doing I was trying to convince her that I was going to make her a superstar and that all she needed to do was keep 
practicing the same class over and over again whilst I understood how you do sound literally hands-on myself you know doing it great so, so we started to test those things quite quite early and we found out technically you could do it and then we tried to apply some of our sort of digital best practice modeling to it so okay technically we can do it what does it look like operationally how can we how can we mobilize people what what, what, what do we want that to look like and then normally our digital practices mean and, and can we make revenue out of it? And in this particular case, the revenue was effectively goodwill, members' goodwill and maintaining relationships. So, yeah, in, in mid-March, we started to test with very small groups the idea of creating content ourselves and providing a digital version of our club. Yeah, so in some ways it's content, but in some ways it's trying to give people the experience that they had physically but to be able to do yeah. that at a distance yeah I mean we're very lucky in two regards relative to some of our competitors one is we own most of our tech stack so we're, we're not dependent on what does that fitness app do and how can we use it and in many cases our competitors have apps that are third-party apps and there is no concept of online classes or booking and therefore, they're in a different position. And many of our competitors have done similar thing, but through Facebook or Instagram or other sort of marketing platforms. What we've tried to do was to make it value for our members. So it sits behind our membership as opposed to a marketing tool, which is what many of our competitors did. So that's one of our advantages. And the, and the other advantage was we also have created our own products as a, as a fitness product and, and, a, and as a brand. So probably our most sort of famous socially is blaze we have a class which is a high intensity interval training class which has basically its own brand so we have the concept of in our members minds we have the concept of a product that is physically in the clubs which we could lift out and adapt and launch as a digital product quite quickly yeah because essentially it's different to be doing blaze than to be just seeing another fitness video right that's Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. The other thing we wanted to do, content was our first challenge. We didn't have any content. So we, we didn't have any digital content. So our first thing was we need to understand is this needed and wanted by our customers and by our by our members. So we did purchase some third party content, like five or six videos, and our our true MVP was I remember it is a, a chap called Felix, a pre pre recorded video of a chap called Felix doing a bodyweight workout and we didn't have any platform in place we just sent it out via our email marketing tool and then measured how many people used it and it was a 15 minute bodyweight workout and we had 65,000 people watch it so quite quickly we've got is it in demand do our customers want it yes absolutely and that gave us the license to work out how we would create our own content how we'd film our own content and then exactly as you say how do we connect it to not just here's a workout that you can find on YouTube but here's a workout from David Lloyd that looks like David Lloyd that talks about the things you already know. And crucially, and I think this was really, you know, retrospectively great move with our own instructors. Um, so, so we've made superstars of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten instructors now. Um, and we've made that link from virtual back to physical. This was that, you know, we're learning as we go here. We, we toyed with for the, for a while the idea of literally creating a competitor to peloton and saying look we're going to have a low cost high volume play on digital fitness 
we tested it. We tested it with our member base to see how many people would buy it. And, and you know, and, and some people did buy it. But we learned quickly that actually what our members wanted and where our business is at is reopening the physical clubs and using this digital product to complement and extend that usage. So, so by using our own products, for example, Blaze or our own yoga products, using our own instructors and referencing David Lloyd and our clubs, we have taken a new strategy now, which is to extend our clubs and to extend the use and the value of being a member of David Lloyd to include what we call the at-home product. And essentially, you're moving to, or you have moved to, a mixed model, like a mixed online, offline model, just that right now, (laughs) it's all online only. I joined David Lloyd from Tesco, tesco tesco.com, where most of my life was talking about bricks and clicks or clicks and bricks, depending on which camp you sat in. But it's interesting, so five or six years on, that we're we're now talking about exactly the same thing. And and it's... The strategy is how to build a bricks and clicks digital offering. It's super interesting because it fits at both ends of the customer lifecycle. So we can use our, we are using our product now as a free intro to David Lloyd. So you can download the David Lloyd app, create your, create your account and log in. This is something that didn't exist, you know, in, in February or, or March. You had to be a member of David Lloyd to download the app and to log in. Now you can become a free member of David Lloyd, let's say. And for a two-week period, you have access to the online content. So it works as a marketing tool and as a sales funnel tool. And then it'll also be a retention tool for feedback we've received has been overwhelmingly positive. 85% of people have valued the offering as excellent or good. That's a great achievement. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, actually, that survey just came in and it was 65,000 members who were surveyed across the board. They're overwhelmingly positive and thankful and grateful is the right word probably to David Lloyd for actually in some people's case keeping them sane right in in a period where everything is different some normality some fitness is important right to more than ever to to keep physically fit and mentally active yeah it's it's incredibly satisfying to have been part of the team that that has maintained the relationship with the members and also in in many cases that our instructors, these superstar instructors, get thousands every day of, sort of retweets and, and mentions in social media of, of incredibly positive things like, you are my saviour, I'm locked up, I'm self-isolating, I have no contact with the outside world. Josh, you keep me sane. Tina, thank you. My, my mobility has improved from zero to hero in this period. Thank you, David Lloyd. It, it, is, it is fantastic. So we, we've created a very positive product in, in a very challenging time. Such an incredible story. We're all still going through it. But what do you think this is going to mean for the future? It's interesting because this genie will will not go back in the bottle, thankfully. It's not something we would want to put back in the bottle. But at the same time, if, if we did, that 85% excellent or good rating is enough evidence across a large number to tell us that, that we've got a product that is to be persisted. However, at the moment, all of our focus is on reopening our clubs so actually that product itself is, is almost running itself for the time being whilst the unfurloughed David Lloyd staff are focused on reopening our clubs that, that in itself is a big challenge so another project which has been accelerated is, is online joining so we're, we're one of the few operators in the world certainly in the UK where you can't join online fully but in this environment that's been accelerated so actually 
my team and, and the exec at David Lloyd are focused on physically opening the clubs now. And part of that is, is enabling online joining. I say that because we do have a strategy for the at-home product and we, and we won't put it back in the, in the bottle. But for the time being, that strategy is, is on, is on hold. I think where it goes is, as we said, it'll be clicks and bricks play and it will be an extension of the product. I think what that means is we'll look to build digital studios in our clubs where I don't know how familiar you are with Peloton. I mean, I, I've become, in, I mean, I've always been pretty familiar with it, but I've become, a, I suppose I shouldn't say a fan, but become very familiar with, with how they work. And our member base is very different to their pure customer base, but we can learn a lot from, from how they do things. And, and one of the things they do and where we've got a huge advantage over them is they showcase their studios. So in New York and in fact in London, their big fans will physically go to those studios to do their 200th ride or to do their special birthday workout with one of the special instructors. Now, where our big advantage is over Peloton is you don't have to travel to New York or London when you're a member of David Lloyd to do Tina's Blaze class. That's in Enfield or Jenny's yoga class is in Poole on the South Coast. So we, we will have these. In my head, it's, I, I've described it as the four corners of the country where we'll have showcase studios that are set up a little bit maybe like a TV studio and members can physically book into those studios and join a live broadcast class. Or if you're on holiday, hopefully people can go on holiday again soon in, let's say, the south of Spain, if we open up one of those windows, you know, you can, you can join it from there as well. So I think that's probably where we take the product. And then the next thing we'd want to do, which is again on our radar, we're right in the early stages of conversations with some third parties, is I refer at the beginning of the, the call, I described us as a place where you belong, how much communities means to, to David Lloyd. And many of our members, that, that is the physical community of you, you go to the club, you have a coffee and, and some cake maybe after a tennis match or whatever with your friends. We, we think there's, there's a, about half of our members who don't necessarily engage in that product they come in they use the gym and they go and we think that we can penetrate community in that group and in that cohort much more through digital data and gamification things like that Strava for example we know we've discovered that in the world of club closures you can create a run club and everyone's joining it or a cycle club and everyone's joining it so if we can connect the dots and say David Lloyd's expertise on top of Strava on top of the digital experience that we're providing, we can create third-party communities and technology-based communities where that data is crucial. This is really amazing because what we're saying is that because of the turbulence that is happening right now, that's essentially leading you to be able to take David Lloyd's core values, the core value at your business offering, and find a new way to deliver that to more of your members. I can't think of a better example for shining the light through the waters. Well, it just remains for me to say thank you so much, Christian, for coming on the show to help us shine a light for others. No problem. Thank you, Zoe.